Right. Let me say something for you, though. Yeah. I think it is so cool what you guys have done. I mean, you, you, you have a group of friends you're doing this with. I've watched a lot of your content and listened to it. And here's what I like about it. You have a passion for it. You connect with people. And you guys, I mean, I wish people could see, like, this is a nicer setup what they brought into here than what I have. I'm being dead serious. Like, I'm envious of your setup. And I knew, I know this, but no, I mean it. I know this wasn't cheap. Duh. Right? It's I know you have to, like, to keep, you know, you keep going, like, trying to do I have such respect for that, and I appreciate that. I, I, do, I mean it. I want you guys to keep it up. They do. It's hard. It's harder now than when I did it because it's harder to get noticed. Yeah, so many, right? so many, there's a lot of stuff out there, little man. What's up, guys? Thank you guys for checking out our content and watching our episodes. If you want more of this great content going forward, hit that like and subscribe button. Find your dreams come true. And I no matter how you look at it, if you know everybody has a story to tell. Whether you believe it or not, are you giving that shot? Take control of the narrative and make sure you're on top. Even if the circumstance wasn't meant for you to grow, and about what you come from, it's where you want to go. Defy all the eyes and leave them speechless, whether that's in the classroom or a stadium with bleachers. Let your story light a torch that keeps those around you warm. A story of conviction the moment you was born. Let your journey fulfill purpose, now that's success. Make those around you wonder what's next. Season three, we got it. We had to open up with a very, very special guest, man. I, I've been working so hard to get a, a, a one that really fits fits us. And, and and Matt Jones is the perfect guy that I've been wanting to have on for so long. I, I remember starting this podcast, and I was just thinking to myself, like, man, Matt, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of KSR. I listen to KSR all the time, and I'm like, Matt Jones will be. It'd be pretty good to have one, but nah, I don't think I can get. I don't think he can. I don't think he can. Oh, come listen, on. I was doing podcast when I couldn't get anybody to come on. So I try. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, but I try to go on. If you're in Kentucky and you're trying to do this, I try to go on because I always was desperate for people to come on when I did it. You saw. So you know the feeling. You know? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my first, my first podcast. I got Ryan Lemon was my first guest. And then I, I, some, I, this was in the early days of Twitter, but sent a tweet to Jay Billis and he agreed to do it. Oh, wow. And so I thought that was the greatest thing in the world. That's but, a good uh, was That was a long time ago. You know, nobody knew what a podcast was. So it was like, it was a little easier probably than it is now. Was Jay Billis, was that your second guest? He was your second So the same right? show, my very first ever podcast was Ryan Lemon. Ryan Lemon was not my co-host at the time. He was a TV was, anchor. Okay. 
Ryan Lemon, Jay Billis, and a guy named Brandon Wright, who Kentucky was recruiting. It was between him and North, it was between Kentucky and North Carolina. Uh-huh. He went to North Carolina, played in the NBA for a little while. He was in high school. So those were the three uh, three guests. So I think he's now retired from the NBA. He's That's retired. how long I've been doing it. It's so long that like I have people in high school who have now retired. Retired in the NBA. That's <laughs> insane, man. So let's, let's talk about which docuseries, uh, uh, Wrestlers, which yeah. you just showed me the trailer. Well, if you what'd you think of it? It's pretty good, man. I'm excited to see what you're gonna watch it. Or are you just saying, No, nah, I'm, I'm gonna check it right, out. So let's watch it. All right. Just because it's you, I'll check it out. No, listen, it's it's gonna be good. It, it was crazy. I mean, I don't know if you've seen Last Chance You, yeah, yeah, got it. Did Last Chance You that he's doing this show, so he was with us for four months and he followed my wrestling company around, right. and uh, it's it's wild, you know. You don't, it's one thing to, to be on the radio and sort of have a public life at all but it's another thing to have the world watch and i don't get to see it before it comes out so i have no idea what's going to be I, on there i ask you that and I you sit you there that. and you think so this was a year ago so i have to sit and think man did i say anything did i do you got to think back about, no, about the because you don't know i mean imagine <laughs> that you go back to what you did a year ago yeah like you're not the same person you were a year ago that's true you don't do the same things and now all of a sudden it's just going to be on for the whole world to yeah, see it's yeah. It's nerve-wracking, but it's exciting. I'm Very excited for excited. these wrestlers. You know, they've worked hard. They're going to get a big spotlight, and I hope I hope it works out. I'm excited to see it, man. Talk a little bit about the DraftKings, man, the partnership that you yeah. guys got going on. I know it's been kind of hectic for you, you know, trying to figure it out. It's been a very out. hectic time, but uh, sports, so sports gambling starts here at the end of September, and we have partnered up with DraftKings to sort of promote their sports book and to, you know, to, to sort of, you know, I went to all, there are about four or five major companies. I went to all of them. I went to their headquarters because it was important to me that I found the one that I actually thought our audience would like the most and that appreciated what we were doing. So they agreed and we're doing some stuff at KS Bar to where like, if you're in KS Bar, you can get special deals and okay. stuff. So I'm, cool. I'm excited about it. Listen, it's, but it's a lot. And then with That's that cool. and the Netflix show, the only person I would take time to talk to is you. Uh, Otherwise, I would be sleeping right that, now. That, You're the only one that, that made I my day. So. <laughs> that made my day, man. Man, let's go back. Since we're like on the topic of KSR, man, talk about the origin of Kentucky Sports Radio and how it came. So, about. how old are you? I'm 20, about to be 24. I'm 23 now. 23. So you would have been when I started KSR. <laughs> you would have been five years old. Man. So I, it's <laughs> You want to talk about feeling old? I mean, I in my mind, I'm not that much older than you, but in real life, I am. But um, so it was 2005, okay, and I was practicing law and blogs, which it's been so long, blogs aren't even really as big a thing now as they used to be. But back then, blogs were the thing. There was okay. no, there was no Twitter, there was no Instagram. Facebook existed, but like it was only for college students. So blogs were the way you kind of communicated on the internet. And I decided to start a Kentucky sports blog. Back then there weren't, there were maybe a couple, but they weren't very big. Mm. And I just did it as a hobby. I never thought it would turn into anything. Um, I was driving down the road one day and I was listening to NPR and I heard a guy named Adam Curry. You look up Adam Curry. He was an MTV VJ. Do you even know what a VJ is? No, I don't. So back when I was a kid, they showed videos. And so instead of disc jockey, it was like video jockey. And he would be on TV and he would introduce the videos. Well, he was on NPR and he said, there's this new thing that I've created called a podcast. Okay. He actually created the term podcast. podcast. The pod in podcast is iPod. 
which I don't even know if those exist. Anymore. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the I was iPod and you could download them and put them on your iPod. And when you went and walked around, you could listen, listen to it. it yeah. Right. Yeah. So he created that. And I thought to myself, you know what? That's a great idea. I could do that. So when I started the website, I called it Kentucky Sports Radio yeah. because I thought I'm going to do a podcast. Nobody knows what podcasts are. I'll call it Kentucky Sports Radio. Maybe one day I'll get a radio show. And I put out a podcast and I put out a radio show at the same time. And then, you know, next thing you know, it's 18 years later and That's I'm not insane. practicing law. And it was a slow growth. I mean, the first year, you know, nobody read it. You, but you just keep going, you keep going, and then hope you get a break. You talked about law, like, and the funny thing is, like, you, you, you studied law, but a lot of people don't know you were, like, top of your class, and you went to Duke. It was Duke law. Like, mm -hmm. that's the, that's I don't tell people that. They think I'm a Duke fan. But, <laughs> yeah, I went to law school, and I, I liked law. I mean, I teach a class at Georgetown College. I taught oh, today. Really? I teach a class on law at Georgetown College. So uh, I had my first class today. What's what's the class? Sports law. Sports? Oh, okay. So, um... But I, I, I enjoyed it. I really, I actually, I'm one of the few people, I really liked law school, but I didn't particularly love practicing law. And so I did from 2005 to 2010, I did both. I practiced law and did this stuff on the side. Yeah. And then in 2010, I said, Cal got here, which was a big part of it. I mean, if Cal hadn't gotten here, I probably would still be a lawyer. Because when Cal got here, you know, it, everything exploded. So when I was a kid, UK basketball was huge. Right, uh, right, right, right. The Richie Farmer, that group, then Patino, Mashburn. Then you had the 96 and 98 teams 98, that win the title. Yeah. And then there was a period of time where it kind of, I'm not going to say it was always big, but it just people didn't pay as much attention. Then Cal got here, John Wall. Yeah. So John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins and Patrick Patterson. Again, Twitter doesn't exist. Instagram doesn't no exist. No social media. TikTok doesn't yeah, exist. No Facebook media. exists, but kids weren't really on it. So those guys liked Drew and I, and they would send us pictures and information to get out. Well, now they would just post it on social media, right. but that was their way to go, hey, and so Cal encouraged them to do it because it like showcased their personality. personality. So John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins would send us stories of what was going on, and we'd know when other people wouldn't. And it really just made the site explode. And I, I always say, if it wasn't for Patrick Patterson, John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins and Cal, who knows what would happen. But that all happened at the perfect time. And then a year or two later, Twitter and Instagram are big. So the players are just doing it on, oh, there. on there. But we had this little gap where they used us. You talked about Cal. I guess like, it's crazy you say that because a lot of people, what do you have to say to the people who believe that you hate Cal? That's, it's, it's that's out dumb. There. I mean, I would still be a lawyer if it wasn't for Cal. I love Cal. You know, look, nobody's perfect. So, so Cal does some things that I am critical of, but I still think he's been, he's an amazing coach. He's a great person. Yeah. And I, of course I want him to win. You know, look, Cal's like a lot of people in life where you have success and you don't really want to be told by idiots like me what they should do. So I think some of my criticism has frustrated him. I get it. You know, it, let's say, let, let me give you an example. This is probably how Cal looks at it, if I'm being fair to him. Let's say I became uh, close with you. And over the course of seven or eight years, I give you advice, help your career, et cetera. Then I do something you don't like and you criticize me. To do this job right, you don't have to do that. But there'd be a part of me that go, but Mario, man, I... I'm your guy. So I understand where he's coming from. 
But the thing is, if you're not objective, you can't do this. If you're just, if you just say what you're supposed to say, people get bored with that. You have to say what you believe. You have to be real. I think that's true in everything in life. You I gotta be real. You're known for that. And the yeah. moment you're not real anymore, it's over. I think one thing that I, I really noticed about you, Matt, is like, uh, uh, of course, you got your, you know, your your colleagues and people that you're close with, and, and you know, outside of your business and inside of your business. But like, you you do such a good job of like making sure your audience is the first thing. Like, that's important yeah. to you. You know what I mean? Like, you're not you're not gonna be biased. You're gonna, you're gonna tell exactly what's the audience in this business. Okay, so think about regular business. In every business, your number one goal should be to make to please your consumer. So if you're a restaurant, what do you need to do? You need to make food that people love, right? If you're a store that's selling products, you better make a product that people love. Yeah. Sometimes in the media, people forget that the audience is their customer. If they don't cater to their customers, they will go away. And I think the demise of a lot of the media industry has been that they never really cared about the customer. They were doing this yeah. thing that they thought they should do, Same. and they didn't do what the customer wanted. So for me... The audience has always been, I want them to be entertained. I want them to be happy. And I care about the state. I want the people in it to succeed, et cetera. So the audience is always number one. And then the second thing is the people you work with, you have to care about and you have to take care of. I mean, look in 18 years, I've only had one person ever leave the company. That's the same. Now think about that. It, that. That was like a full-time partner. And that, and that was TJ Bison, who works for Cap. So like, you gotta, it's better off, right? So, I mean, all now, these people, I mean, I've been with, with Franklin for 15 years, Miller Tyler Thompson for 10 or 11 years, Ryan Levin for 10 or 11 years, Shannon for nine years. When you inspire that kind of loyalty and you take care of people, it just makes it to where it's so much easier. The importance of entertaining. You're you're so good at entertaining people. I remember when we had lunch. We had lunch the other day, and the thing that really stood out to me, um, it was basically saying that you know people might not like you, but they always want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, like talk about the importance of that as as you know being a radio host. Well, so I don't want to be like when I was a kid. There was a thing called shock jocks, right? Howard Stern was the main one, but there were a lot of. Them. People would try to make you mad. And in politics, people try to make you mad because they're like, you'll listen. I I'm not like that. But if you watch the Howard Stern movie, it's called Private Parts. If you watch the movie, they'll say to you that he says, the people that like you and hate you both want to listen to you. That's how you have success. Yeah. If you don't, if you're entertaining, people will get over the fact that they don't agree with you. So like, I'm a political, I'm politically opposed to most of the stuff. And for a lot of people, I'm like the only Democrat they know <laughs> is me. But they get over it, I think, because they know that I'm genuine. They know I don't look down on them. They know I like them. And so they're able to get past that. And I think as long as you do that, the key to success to me is you got to be real. In this industry especially, that's why I like you. I think you're real. I think you are who you are. Most people, when I was growing up in media, are fake. It's easy to be fake on television. You can be fake on television. You cannot be fake on radio. You cannot be fake on a podcast because your real personality will shine. <laughs> you know, you they just will. 
And so I think people appreciate that we're real. Yeah, yep, I agree. And we're really friends. Like it helps. It seems like you and your guys are friends. Yeah. If you're not friends, it's a terror. Like I read once that Mike and Mike, Mike Greenberg and Mike Gillick, you know, that was a radio show. I read that they hated each other in real life. How could you do that? How could you sit and work with somebody that long? Yo, late it would be awful. Nah, that's miserable. Miserable. Um, let's back backtrack a little bit. KSR, what's the future for KSR, Matt? What, 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 I don't I would say when I started it, if you had told me we would ever have a radio show, I would have said, that's surprising. We had a television show. Um, now, social media is a bigger part of it. But oddly, so I thought websites, radio is going to be less important. Everything is going to be social media. I now think the opposite. Twitter is struggling. There are now so many social media options that none of them are as powerful as they were before. So it used to be that Twitter was the hugest thing. Facebook. Well, now some people are on Twitter. Some people are on Snapchat. Some people are on Instagram. Some people are on TikTok. Some people are on Facebook. Right. So there's some people are on Instagram. So there's all of this stuff. And now it's almost made it to where it's even more important that you have a base. And so I, what's it going to look like? I don't know. People say to me all the time, how could I do what you did? You can't. If you do what I did, you won't succeed. Yeah. Now you have to see what's next. Yeah. And I keep trying. I mean, I've got a TikTok account. I don't know what the hell I'm doing on TikTok. Yeah. I don't know how to like make my head float around and all that stuff. That's no but I, I do, and I don't know what I'm doing. But I also know that if I don't do that, people like you will make me irrelevant. And so I have to do it, even though I don't want to. Um, so I don't know what it's going to look like. I think we've established ourselves enough that KSR in some form will always exist. But what it looks like, I don't know. Biggest inspirations. I want to uh, touch a little bit about people who, who inspire you. Yeah, and this doesn't have to be inside the field with me. It's going to be outside the field. You know, people that you know, your parents or whatever. And my mom is the biggest inspiration. And she was uh, the first female elected prosecutor in the state of Kentucky. Um, she ran, we lived in a small town. Uh, she ran for office and won in a place that women didn't really run for office a lot of them and succeeded. So I've always had the most admiration for her and I, who I am is because of her. Is, is that where the law kind of comes from? Yeah, I'm sure. I would watch her. I wrote about this in my book. Like we had some difficulties when I was younger. Um, and I would always watch her do law and it was the time that she seemed the most confident and the most, and she was so good at it. And I thought, <laughs> like, if that's how you, that's how you do it, that's how you do it. Like, if she can do that, that's what I would do. And then yeah. outside of that world, in this, in this juncture, I love David Letterman. Do you even know the David Letterman? Yeah. I've been, yeah. Have you seen David Letterman? I've, I've, I think I know of him. I think I know <laughs> It's not a long time since we've been on TV. Yeah. But I, I love David Letterman. But the two big ones, Tony Kornheiser did radio the way I do. He just talked about his life. You know what I mean? He didn't take it so seriously. He talked about what he did every day. I loved him. And Bill Simmons, would, as a writer, you know, now you guys, let me give you an example. I bet you talk about being a conducted fan, right? Yeah. Okay. Back in the day, media people would never do that. They would never would they do that. Come. They would just act like they were unbiased. They would never talk about who they were, who their fans were. Bill Simmons is the first person I can remember saying, I'm a Celtics fan, I'm a Red Sox fan, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, well, man, if he can do that 
with the Boston teams and be entertaining, well, then why can't I do that with the Kentucky teams? So the combination of how smart Letterman was, how personal Kornheiser was, and how team-centric fandom Bill Simmons was, and then Howard Stern did a lot of stuff I did he shouldn't have done, but it was so entertaining. And I, when I listened to him, I was like, I gotta hear when he does that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that kind of combined into who I was. Most, I guess, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, your moments over the years, man. What's your most memorable moments? I know starting the radio, starting KSR, special, but was there anything else that like really stood out to you? But there were a couple of things. I remember the first time I got press credentials to a UK. That's cool. And I walked in and I sat, Tubby was the coach then, and I walked in and I sat on press row and it was Kentucky, just coincidentally, it was Kentucky Lowell. And I remember thinking, man, this is Kentucky Lowell and I'm sitting on press row and I'm watching it. That's really, really cool. Um, the second one is H when my book came out, HBO, Bill Maher had me as a guest and it was me and Katie Couric. Like Katie Couric hosted the Today Show for like 25 years, okay. right? Okay. Was my mom's favorite person on television. And I'm sitting there getting ready to walk on the Bill Maher show and it's like me and Katie Couric right here. And I watch it's taped live and I watch this, the TV in front of me go, you know, the HBO ball, and HBO pops up and I'm in. The full rushing and got to go on HBO. Yeah, I can't. That's crazy. And then, uh, to be honest with you, the other one happened just two days When that trailer for the documentary came out, You're and yeah. all of a sudden, there's a show that I came up with that's going to be on net. Same. It's going to be on net. Same. And the guy that did Last Chance You and Cheer is doing And there it is. It's real. That was like a... You know, I'm just from a small town. Yeah, I'm from a, the mountains, right? There's a show on Netflix. <laughs> like, that's great. So those those are the three things I would say where I, it was just like a pinch me. Wow, I can't believe it's that. Man, uh, that inspires me because, like, man, I'm, I'm seeing it firsthand. I, you know, I'm walking in here. And your first thing you're really talking about is the trail. I could have to tell you how. Well, I'm just excited about it. I'm excited about it for the peak. Anybody, anyone that has success. The first thing they should try to do is to reach their hand down and help others make it, right? Anybody who tries to kick the ladder after they, I have no respect for people who, after they succeed, kick the ladder and make it to where nobody else can. Your first thing you ought to do is try to help other people succeed. And I've tried to do that. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, but I've tried to do that. In the wrestling thing, wrestling is not my life. It's not my dream, but it's theirs. Yeah. And if any of these people on this show can realize their dream because it exists, I mean, how cool is it? Like that's, that's such a cool, that's such a cool thing to do. We've had something like 27 people in the last eight years who have interned at KSR, who have been done to get jobs in sports. One of them is the SID at Stanford University, right? You know, we've got, but Bison works for there in John Callier. There are people on TV stations, all day. Like, if that's not why you do it, what's the point? You're going to die one day. Like, you can't exist forever. So why not help inspire and to get other people to have success? I love that. I love that answer, man. Who is, uh, I guess, 
who is Matt Jones without success? Like, who are you at your core? You're good at this. And, uh, fair, fair, yeah. Uh, I think I'm, uh, I'm actually, nobody will believe this, but I'm actually kind of, uh, not an introvert, but I don't go out. Okay. That's why I got, I'm kind of, Love I didn't, uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't always like that. Like, I used to be very social. I mean, I, I've never been, like, partier, but I used to be very social. But then, as we got more known, once you live a public life, you actually value your, your privacy. Um, I'm very loyal. Like, I have a loyal group of friends. They're my same friends I had since I was in college, since before anybody knew who I was. Um, I'm a person who loves where they're from and tries to... Uh, uplift it as much as possible and I'm somebody who likes to read and who likes to learn new things and likes to shot things so um you know I think though that, that that's it and I I hope that at its core who I am is not KSR because that could go away right but that somebody who people say that's somebody who really cared about the people that were around it and that's what I hope is ultimately whatever you know people would say. And passionate. Oh, I'm very passionate. I'm very passionate. I like to try new things. Like that's another piece of advice I give people. Fail. Like go fail. You can't have success unless you fail. I failed at a lot of stuff, but you can't be scared of failure. Most people are scared of failure. Most most people being scared of failure hinders them from having success because they don't want to be embarrassed or they don't want to do. You know, they don't want to do something that doesn't work. I failed. My first television show, fake. I got a second show and ended up winning an Emmy for Best Host. But that wouldn't have happened if the first one hadn't failed. If I had learned what didn't work on the first one and then made it, made it work, you've got to be cool fading or else you can't ask. Is that your biggest, would that be your biggest do-over in your life? I wouldn't do it because... The second TV show, I would have screwed that up if I hadn't failed the first, right? If, if, I, if, if I hadn't failed the first one, then when I did the next one, I would have just failed with that. You know, I needed to learn that TV was different. And I needed to tease them at the radio. And I needed to learn that And doing the first one. Also, you know, to be quite frank with you, it humbled me a little bit. You know, we have been on a roll where a lot of stuff was working. And I was like, this is important. It's not working. And then it did. And so you have to go, okay. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it can, it, you know, look, this wrestling company, if this show doesn't work, maybe this show, maybe they're going to watch this show. You know, I don't know. So like, but, but that's okay because life's short. I mean, you got to try, you just not try as much as you can. Try. I would say to you, try, I, if I could give advice, because you are younger, younger, if I can give an uh, advice to people 19 to 30 years old. Man, try everything. Try everything. Nobody is 44 and says, man, I wish I hadn't tried so much. Because by that time in life, you're kind of doing what But keep trying. If you fail, try something else, you know? Because life is short. You, you, I look at you and I think, I wasn't that, I was, wasn't that long ago I was that old. You know, when I say 18 years, I feel like I started, I feel like John Wall was here two weeks ago <laughs> and it was, and it was 13 years ago. You, you, you gotta do it. Top goes by facts, man. 
Before I let you go, man, we're gonna be more to our next segment. Got our fan question. Got some questions. All right, let's go. Before we, before, we, before we let you head out, man. Yeah, give it to me. Let me know it's like a light. Hey, we're they good. Put that card in your pocket. The crash with me. Yeah, that's right. God's in the dependent shape. This is it. Trying to make a dinner for it. So you got the first first fan question. This is from a former UK basketball player. I don't believe a former UK good, basketball player. Good person. Good person. So his question is, favorite Kentucky player to that, that you have interacted with? Okay. Oh, so that's, that's a different question than as a player. But as a human being, my favorite ones have been, there's about four or five. Wukash Warbzut was the first UK player I became friends with. Who was that? Clayton Oladots. <laughs> see, yeah. He <laughs> just rubs in how young you are. We played in like the uh, uh, mid 2000s. And he's, he's an awesome dude. Ramel Bradley. Do you know Ramel? You need to get Ramel on this show. Ramel's an example. Ramel was from Brooklyn. Um, came here to play at Kentucky, finished right before Cal got here. Uh, was a great player, stayed in Kentucky, has worked on far beat stuff. I mean, this is a kid from like the streets of Brooklyn who now does farming uh, in Eastern Kentucky. Awesome guy, like awesome guy, one of the best talkers you'll ever meet. He is probably my closest friend that played. Now, the rest of the Cal guys, I love DeMarcus. Like DeMarcus, Biggs. DeMarcus was the best. DeMarcus used to go on NBA shows and shout out KSR. That's how loyal that dude was. I'll defend DeMarcus forever. Patrick Patterson was the first player I met. Uh, it, when he, I, I mean, I covered him when he was a junior in high school. And, you know, now he's retired from the NBA. Um, in recent years, I really love Dominique Hawkins. I think you've had him on there, right? I, I, mean, I, I thought he, 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 was a, he, he was a great guy. And... You know, as I get older, I know the players less and less, right? I mean, that's just natural because I don't have as much in common with them. But one thing Cal does a good job is almost everybody has is a good guy. He doesn't get too many turds. And, uh, but, but I'm going to say if I had to pick like three or four, Wu, Ramel, Demarcus, and Patrick Patterson. Are great. And John Wall was great too. He was just quiet. Quiet dude. A lot. Uh, very talented John Wall, man. Uh, next bad question, uh, which player, I guess, this is for, you know, a little bit more recent and upcoming. We got the UK basketball about to, about to start up in October. The question is, which player will be our X Factor player? Talking about basketball? This is, this is Kentucky basketball okay. for the 20th. Uh, X Factor. I wouldn't say, I mean, the best player is going to be DJ Wagner. The highest scorer is going to be Antonio Reeves. But I would say the player that determines whether or not Kentucky is this good or this good is probably Aaron Bradshaw, if he plays. I think for Kentucky to be great, he needs to be really good. I think, I think Wagner will be great. Reeves will be really good, exactly what he is. Justin Edwards will be really good. Um, I like Trey Mitchell a lot. He's been better than I thought he was going to be. But I think... One thing Cal said from day one that a lot of fans fought him on, but I think they've proven true over the years is you gotta have studs. The way Cal plays, you gotta have like that he calls me gotta have dudes, right? You gotta have dudes. This team has got dudes. Yeah. They, you know, last year Casey Wallace was a dude. Right? Yes. Ty Ty was a dude. Oscar was a great college But then you gotta go back to like quickly. And, and Fox, Bam, and Monk to start get to where Hero, PJ, to have dude. We gotta get 
We haven't had dudes in a while. And you gotta have dudes. I think this team has a lot. I think they got a lot of them, a lot of them man. Last kids question. I want to, uh, this is about football, I'm guessing. It's like, what game out of, you know, this for the upcoming football season, what game out of Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, which one are we most likely to win? I'm surprised. I'll never pick us to beat Tennessee because we always lose. And uh, it breaks my heart. Man, I know we beat them twice, but it, it, I, every year I'm like, we're going to beat Tennessee. I decided after last year I'm not picking them again <laughs> until they win again. So I, I think they can beat them, but I'm not picking. I think they, it's crazy. I think they gave a shot against Alabama. Dude, See, it's, really, it's the end of the year. It's home. It's in November. I, I mean, I'm not picking us to win. But I think we have a shot at that game. Now, it's going to depend on what's happened in the weeks prior, right? Like, we're going to have to play well. Devin Leary's going to have to be healthy. You know, a lot has to go wrong. But it's not crazy that you could be out. But I, I – we're not going to win at Georgia. I worry we, – we, we haven't won at Mississippi State 15 years. I mean, so we never win down there. Something's going on there. <laughs> so that's hard. But uh, I like the shot. Give us a shot at Alabama. Okay. Alabama. If uh, that happens, you know Lexington's going to be on. It's going to be on fire. Let me say something for you, though. Yeah. I think it is so cool what you guys have done. I mean, you, you, you have a group of friends you're doing this with. I've watched a lot of your content and listened to it. And here's what I like about it. You have a passion for it. You connect with people and you guys, I mean, I wish people could see like, this is a nicer setup, what they brought into here than what I have. I'm being dead serious. Like I'm envious of your setup. And I knew, I know this, but no, I mean, I know this wasn't cheap. Duh. Right? It's I know you have to like, to keep, you know, you keep going, like trying to do, I have such respect for that. And I appreciate that. I, 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 I mean it. I want you guys keep it up. They do. It's hard. It's harder now than when I did it because it's harder to get noticed. Yeah, so right? many, so many, there's a lot of stuff out there. The old man, we always end out with one question. Uh, your best advice and then what's next? So it's what's next podcast. Okay. What's next? Uh, watch Wrestlers on September 13th. That's make sure you and, uh, and, you know, hopefully we'll have a great sports year. Best piece of advice I said a minute ago about, uh, about the failure. But the other piece of advice, and I think this is true, whether you're young or old, think about who you are. Find a person that's the exact opposite, okay? And try to be friends with somebody that couldn't be more different because it will give you an understanding of the world that you can't have if you're just associating with the people like you. I've been very blessed. Grew up in the mountains of Kentucky. Went to Duke Law School, which was a completely different set of people. That's right. Was in New York. I dated a woman in New York, so I was in New York a ton, right? All of those things have made it to where I see people that are 100% diametrically opposed to me on politics, on life, on everything, and I can still respect them. And I can still listen to them even if I disagree. I wish we had more of them more in that. this world. So whatever you are, if you're a big MAGA Trumpite, go find, go find a crazy liberal, right? If you are liberal, go find somebody who is a preacher at a rural church. What, what you find out is that 98 to 99% of people in this world are good people. Not everybody, but 98 to 99% of people, they, everybody wants to be happy. They want their family to be happy. When you realize that, you accept a lot of people's differences a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
I love that answer, Matt, man. Way to close it out. Oh, thank you. That's, that's how you close it out, ladies. Yes, okay. man. Matt, thank you so much for coming on. So guys, make sure you check out his doctrine series. Uh, Wrestlers coming out September 13th, right? September 13th. September 13th. Uh, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button as well. Yes, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Put a throw a comment on there as well. That'll help the algorithm out a little bit too. Um, we'll be back with another episode. Matt Jones, thank you for kicking the season season off on the right go, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. On the next episode of What's Next Podcast, we take a visit to Joe Craft's football facility to have a nice conversation with Zion Childress, a member of the University of Kentucky's football program. Make sure y'all be ready to tune in. It's going to be a good one.